0: Now presenting And I'm so sick of people saying that that love is just all a woman is fit for. I'm so sick of it. The Cinema Chicks Podcast
1: Maybe I'm one of those people that has always wanted to do it, but it's like a pipe dream.
0: Totally. I Snap out of it! Starring Hope Johansson I'm not a poet. I'm just a woman. And Madeline Rancourt yeah, Call me Ladybird like Christine. you said you would.
1: Hey, I'm Hope.
0: Hey, I'm Madeline.
1: And we are the Cinema Chicks.
0: Hey, Hope, what have you been watching recently?
1: Okay, so preparing for awards season, I finally got around to watching Mank. <gasps> and? I was, first of all, in awe of the visuals of this film, like the cinematography from moment one stunning blew me out of the water it was so fantastic i'm obsessed i <laughs> i feel like lady gaga when she does that thing you know and she's like awesome amazing stunning never never before seen <laughs> you do you know what i'm talking about yes yes that that's how i feel about the visual experience of mank i mean from the costumes to the sets and again, the cinematography, the the scenery, it's flawless and so stunning. I, I really, really loved it. And I also loved the structure of the film. I know a lot of people are kind of like beefing about it. And they're like, wow, I love, you know, an 80-minute introductory sequence to a film. But
0: oh, <laughs> I... Yikes.
1: I loved it so much, but again, you know, I am an old movie person. I have seen Citizen Kane, which the film is about the scriptwriting process of,
0: right, that movie, right.
1: which is you know claimed to be like the best That's movie right. ever made. Period. Yeah, and the the structure of Mank is incredibly similar to it, like this non linear timeline of storytelling but by the end you know like all the pieces come together and it was fascinating to see how Herman Mankiewicz wrote it because he was literally lying in a bed after a car accident like drunk most of the time and just dictating to his secretary. I The amount of talent it takes to do that it, it was beyond me i loved it so much flawless performances especially from amanda Seyfried. i love her anyway but like this this was a she knocked it out of the park i'm a fan i thought it was very fun
0: is it is it really long it's
1: i think it's like two hours 15 minutes long
0: okay Okay. Yeah. That, no. That's pretty decent. I don't know. I just felt like that would be a movie that'd be like pushing two hours thirty minutes, two hours forty five minutes. I, yeah, uh, I but think it was that long. <laughs> no, that's good. I. I mean, not that bad. Not that it's bad if a movie is long. No, that is definitely sounds interesting, and it's been on my list. And like, actually, today I was looking because I was looking. Letterboxed created a list of was being nominated for the golden globes and i think it's just for the golden globes i don't think it was a list of like every award show but they (laughs) had like 37 movies on there and it said that i had watched i think 11 or 12 of them so i was like okay okay but i definitely need to like keep working on that list because one thing that is kind of nice about this season is that so many of the films that are being nominated you can watch and you have access to like mank is on netflix or trial of chicago 7 is on netflix so those are two movies that i'm like okay i literally have such easy access to them it's not like past years where it's like oh i'm not sure when i'm gonna get the chance to go to a showing and you know when it's playing or whatever i'm like okay no excuses i just need to watch them because Obviously it's right there. I can watch it anytime. So that's so great that you watched it and that's one that's been on my list. The most recent thing that I watched was Bad Cupid, which actually you and I moderated a Q and A for, which was so fun. I we suggest did. right? I suggest everyone to go out and watch it. It's available for streaming on Hoopla and available for renting and buying on Fandango, Google Play, Microsoft, Vudu, YouTube, and Apple TV. So that was such a fun film and if anyone wants to watch our Q&A of it, you can go on Bad Cupid's Facebook page and it's posted up on there where Hope and I ask them some questions for about an hour and you see a trailer and some clips from the film. So. There's definitely a lot of good stuff there, and that was just such a cute and fun film. It's something that maybe I wouldn't have gotten the chance to see had we not moderated the Q&A, but I'm so excited that we did, and just makes me want to watch a few more, you know, small indie films because I feel like the average person doesn't really... Unless you know about something or somebody told you about it, those films get kind of swept under the rug. And there's so many Mm -hmm. great people that were involved in this and that we got to talk to. And I just, I really enjoyed it. But other than that, other than Bad Cupid, the most, most recent that I watched was I Care A Lot, which we are going to be discussing today, which is written and directed by Jay Blakeson.
1: And is starring the incomparable, lovely Rosamund Pike, Peter Dinklage, and Diane Wyest, who I have been obsessed with since I was a small child because one of my mom's favorite movies is The Birdcage. Mm -hmm. And she plays the conservative mom in that movie whose daughter is marrying the son of a gay couple. And it's have you seen the birdcage? No,
0: no, I haven't. I Madeline. actually, I'm, I'm looking, and I really haven't seen her in many films. I knew of her because I had recently watched Let Them All Talk, which she's in with Meryl Streep and Lucas Hedges and Gemma Chan and Candice Bergen. So I knew of her from that, and also I didn't realize she's also in Footloose and Snaked New York. But other than that, I hadn't seen her in anything. Which is uh, she's,
1: wild. she's a like legend. She's one of those people who's a, like a low-key legend. I mean, the yeah. woman has two Academy Awards, <laughs> of course. but you wouldn't, you wouldn't know it because she's one of those people who is very, she's very talented in the fact that she's so unassuming and can play such a wide variety of roles, including mm-hmm. this one in I Care A Lot. And I think she does a fantastic job. So yeah, let's get into I care a lot because I think we've got some opinions on this one
0: oh for sure for sure so I care a lot gosh it just I'm like where do I even start with this one where do I even start Now, kidding <laughs> I care a lot it's based around this lady played by Rosamund Pike and she's supposed to be the legal guardian of elderly people and she runs an a ward where she takes care of them and basically she just gets to the point where by the time that they die she is to receive all of their possessions and I mean I don't know honestly going into this I have to be honest going into it I had already read some reviews of some people loving it and then also I had like A friend on Facebook who posted that they felt this was very untimely, especially with COVID and how like elderly people have been treated during this time. And obviously elder abuse is like a huge issue. So Mm -hmm. this was, I was like, Oh, okay. So it's hard. Like I didn't go in being like, Oh my God, like so excited. I've only heard amazing things. You know what I mean? Like I almost went into it wanting to not like it, which is bad. Right. Honestly, (laughs) honestly, I did go in kind of being like oh yeah like people aren't liking it because of this this and this so I didn't love those moments but the film the, the character's name is Marla Grayson and it takes place in Massachusetts and yeah she's a con artist and she basically just is granted guardianship over all these elderly patients by the legal system because she's like a mastermind she's a con artist so she finds these patients that have a lot of assets and with the help of her girlfriend and her business partner Fran they end up meeting Meeting with a doctor who talks about this patient named Jennifer and that they think that she has just enough dementia, like it's early onset dementia, and some confusion that they would be able to have enough reason to put her into assisted living. And that is the character that Diane... Weist plays, and you can just see that she she really doesn't need to go into special care, but they need her to in order to um, mm-hmm. get her assets. And get her money. And they get her money, and they end up selling her home. And it's basically just this waiting game of like, we're waiting for her to die, so that way we can get her assets.
1: Yeah, it's a really interesting concept, because I I don't know, it's I appreciate the basic idea of this film because yes, the senior care industry is booming right now because people Mm. are living so much longer. So it's a great idea for a plot. And also like old people get scammed out of their money, like constantly. Like one of my grandma's best friends, she was continually getting scammed by... what. What's like the the sweepstakes that gives people money? Publishers clearing house. Cause she's oh, like, wow. I want to win the publisher's clearinghouse sweepstakes. So I'm just gonna keep buying stuff from them and then maybe they'll take my entry more seriously. And we're like, honey, no, no stop. No, so no. for for those reasons, like this is such a plausible thing. And I would not be surprised if this was based off of like a real life scenario. Yeah, it's super, super interesting. And I think the fact that Marla is a woman is why she's so successful, which is weird because usually, like, being a woman is not something that helps people in the business world. But because she's a woman, she can go into these courts to get, you know, the legal guardianship of these elderly people and be like, well, You know, I care and it's my job to take care of these people because their families clearly are incapable and don't care about them and like bat my eyelashes and maybe I'll shed a tear or two. And like, because I'm a woman, it's my job to care about people. So of course the court's going to be like, yeah, okay. This lady knows what she's doing. Like, look at all these old people she's taking care of. It was, it was so interesting. And the fact that they also tried to make it like thriller- Horror film esque too, and then it goes yeah. like full crime, which we'll get into yeah. in a hot sec. I don't know. It was, it was it's a combination of a lot of things.
0: Yeah, it was a combination of a, of a lot of things that I'm not like. I don't, it, I just yes. don't know if it's not for me.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It got a little girl bossy too. Like I was getting yes. girl boss vibes, and like not in the cute way. Not that like girl boss is something we're considering cute anymore. No, uh, I.
0: It, that's so funny because that's so funny because while watching this i literally texted my friends and was like do i give off girl boss vibes and i was like i mean i don't think i want to and like i think there's different levels of girl boss and there's like christian autumn girl that's like hey girly want to like sign up for my hair like company or whatever <laughs> and then there's like this con artist i mean like obviously as there is of any boss like the term girl boss can apply to so many different things but this almost had this weird like kick-ass style that i wanted to like yeah go for it i love that but also i feel like one thing i had an issue with is i couldn't fully understand her motive i like i couldn't either i just almost wanted like Like, I understand she wants money. So, like, her and her girlfriend can have money. I get that. Everybody wants money. But I wanted her to have... I needed a little bit more of a backstory. What kind of home did she come from? Like, why does she now want to do this? I wanted to root for her because she was the lead. And I wanted to be like, yeah, like, you know, she's... Not that I wanted to root for a con artist, but you know what I mean? Like, when you watch, like, a villain story to be like to understand and see like some side of good and humanity in them but like I just couldn't really understand why she wanted to do this like yeah she wanted money but it wasn't like I want money because I didn't grow up this way and I have this jealousy like I don't know I just wanted this like background that I felt like we never really got I almost felt like the reasoning and the sort of backstory for it was that she is like addicted to it mm-hmm. and it's almost like a game for her where you know like like some people steal and they're like addicted to it even though they don't need to keep stealing it's just that high of like getting away with it so I almost feel like that was a reason why it's like she gets this like sort of high from like getting away with these things and getting that money and right i felt like that was sort of shown through first of all her like having a vape pen during like all of this <laughs> i was so upset i was like wait oh, for for what like i felt like this was the first movie that i had seen like i've seen people vape in movies but like she had that in her hand almost constantly And I didn't know if it was trying to tell us You know if it was almost like this modern Take on you know A man in the office like constantly Smoking his cigar or something right. And like oh now like the Modern like boss Con woman would be vaping Constantly but then there were also Like montages of her like working out So I didn't know if that was almost like A American psycho sort Of vibe or mm-hmm. yeah If it was trying to show us that like these like addictive tendencies like it seemed like she was like it seemed almost like a soul cycle like you know something that people are kind of like obsessive with but I don't know I, I almost felt like maybe that those were too subtle and could be easily passed off as just like character habits where I didn't really know if that necessarily gave us a full sense of why she would do this because she gets addicted to things. I I feel like maybe I'm just reading too far into it, but. I don't
1: don't think you are. I think that's very (laughs) on the nose. The only thing is that like, I, for stylistic reasons, I feel like Marla would not use like that chunky of a vape pen. Like, I feel like she would have one of those like super
0: sleek, thin ones. Yeah, like a jewel, but she literally had, like, heavy duty, which I was like, okay, it's an investment for her.
1: (laughs) I don't know, like, it it didn't, like, the act of smoking, I feel like, meshes with her character type and her personality. Yeah. But the the stylistic aspect of it that, that was chosen, I was like, you lost me. Like, you just lost me right there with your choice of vape pen.
0: But that's okay it made me yeah it made me curious if that was like a choice that she made as an actress Mm. or that was like written in the script because I felt like maybe it was like a conversation that her and the director had and also the director wrote it so it definitely could have been like oh yeah there's definitely like flexibility in the script to build that into her character I don't know I don't know why I was so caught on to that but I felt like Wait, what's going on there? I know
1: it was a little distracting at points, but what what are we going to do? I'll move.
0: <laughs> right? I'll move past it. I'll move past <laughs> it. So then after she gets guardianship of Jennifer, this older lady who really doesn't have dementia and she doesn't have like bouts of confusion, but they're claiming that she does just so that way Marla can take guardianship of her now that marla has guardianship of jennifer even though she really shouldn't they take her into the home and jennifer immediately wants to call people and then all of a sudden peter dinklage appears on the screen because he has hired this man to go pick up his mother we find out jennifer is his mother and he sends this guy to pick jennifer up at the house and she's not there because now she's in assisted living and he is like so pissed he wants to kill the driver was it was a whole thing and then i was like oh this film is taking a complete turn because apparently now it's like an action crime movie which i guess was just not what i was expecting i thought this was a drama going into it
1: yeah, and the fact that I came out of it with these like comedy crime vibes, I was not prepared. And I was not no, prepared none. for the fact that the mafia is introduced into this and that and that Jennifer is connected with the mafia, which in that becomes the major plot of the rest of the film.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I didn't I didn't really like this part. We find out that Jennifer Peterson, which is claiming to be the older lady who Marla has convinced has dementia and she needs to take care of. That's a stolen identity of a young girl who died of polio and they don't disclose Jennifer's real identity. So then Marla is like, okay, fine. We're gonna make her life miserable.
1: Like what? Mean girl, (laughs) wow.
0: Yeah, wow, okay, fine. And I just I don't even I don't know something about this. It it honestly kind of reminded me of I've only seen Oceans Eight, but it kind of reminded me of like the what I would think like the rest of the Oceans movies are like too. Where it's, like, this crime, but it's not, like, it's not, like, a Fast and Furious action. But I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I don't think, I just, Marla keeps getting drugged and then, like, kidnapped (sighs) in parking lots. And people keep, like, she keeps, like, tasing people. I just felt, like, every second I was, like, okay, wait, what? I think (sighs)
1: this movie does just jump all over the place. And gives you a kind of whiplash, Mm. not in a good way. Like, I am all for a movie with twists and turns and fun surprises. And that, like, keeps me on my toes. But this felt more random as opposed to pointed and for specific reasons.
0: I agree. Like, I love a good movie that keeps me on my toes, like Promising Young Woman, which we have discussed Mm -hmm. on this podcast and I just I felt like there were so many action things that kept happening like Marla is basically now she's just trying to protect herself and make sure that Jennifer dies in her facility so that way she gets her assets but it just there was so much of this like back and forth but not in a way that I was like necessarily interested because then now that we know that This fake woman that goes by Jennifer is part of the mafia, or at least involved in the mafia. They send out three people to go to the facility and find her, but Marla helps the police apprehend him. And then Marla's like, yeah, I need to leave. I need to leave. But then Jennifer attacks Marla, which then puts Jennifer into a psych ward because Marla goes to court and is like, yeah, she's, she's bad. She attacked me and she, she starts like crying and she has like this wound behind her ear sort of. And then, like I was saying, Marla's drugged and kidnapped in a parking lot and somebody goes into their apartment and beats up Fran who's Marla's girlfriend and this whole time Marla has this motive because she when they were clearing out Jennifer's house before they put her into assisted living they found these diamonds and they know it's worth a lot of money because Marla brought them to a a pawn shop so this whole time she's like as long as we keep the diamonds like if I have these then that will be a good chunk of money but Yet again, this makes me think that, like, Marla's just doing this because she's addicted to it. Right. It's, like, it's the
1: adrenaline that you get from, I don't even know it's comparable to this kind of adrenaline rush for her. You know what I mean? Like, it's, I mean, I guess, like, the same thing with all crime, like, living in the gray area of life, like, on the questionable side of the law but being able to get away with it i guess is the fun in it and the fact that she can be like tougher than the mafia and and they can try and scam her but she's just gonna scam them right back so i mean i i appreciate the portrayal of female strength i think i would be so much less interested in this movie should marla's character have been written as a man i think it would have been you know very disgusting if it were a man um
0: right but I right also
1: hate the fact that like a lot of the reason like i said earlier the reason she's getting away with this is because she keeps pulling like the woman card
0: right right and being like i take care of them and also the way that the film started was like her taking care of someone and going to court to claim that and i almost i wanted to see similar to promising young woman where we see what this person is doing happen multiple times like in smaller doses to kind of set us up so i wanted to see her like with these patients and then like going to a funeral and you know I wanted to see that build up and then see like in this specific time this is how it played out you know what I mean but I felt like once she was meeting with the doctor and like we kind of knew okay this is the client that we're going to be following throughout the movie I just kind of felt like oh that kind of happened quick like we know that she does this but now we're all of a sudden going to start focusing on the main patient and I don't know maybe I just didn't feel ready for that but I it just took quite a turn. I thought that like you said I think this is a very interesting idea to play on because like you said stealing from elderly people is very common but I just wanted to see more of that concept played out rather than like mafia stuff like we have so many movies about that like I get it like once again I just think maybe this movie has a lot of stuff that maybe doesn't necessarily interest me like I'm not super interested in the whole like drugging kidnapping mafia-ness I wanted to see this sort of like wicked person Like really warm up to patients and then take from them immediately. Almost this like Robin Hood sort of deal. Oh, yeah. That's That's what I wanted to see from this. And I guess it's also when there's so much talk around a film. And I haven't viewed it yet. I'm like, oh, it must be about this. You know, you're putting pieces together. And I guess what I had thought this movie was, it just wasn't. And I need to accept that and realize it doesn't mean it was a bad movie just because it's not what I thought. But yeah, the whole thing with the mafia, we find out that Jennifer's son is a boss of it. Peter Dinklage's character, Roman. And that he had to change his mother's name to protect her. And Marla is like, fine, I'll get paid off $10 million. And Roman is like, uh huh, that's very bold of you, but no. It's funny. And right. And he ends up crashing into her car. And then Marla has to like swim to safety. I just like, I don't know. And then there's a gas leak in their house. And their house explodes, like uh, just too much for me going on, I I guess. I (laughs) think it cheapened
1: the story and these people's existences. And I just like minimized them to being like only crime, like my life of crime, like high crime. I only do crime and (laughs) you know, I mean, if I wanted to watch Baby Driver, I would watch Baby Driver. (sighs)
0: But then, no, right? Exactly.
1: Yeah, that's not that's not what this film is, but it's trying to be. And I'm like, "For mm-hmm. why?" The only like good thing though I did appreciate was just like how beautiful all of Rosamund Pike's costuming was. And can we talk about her haircuts too? Like that blunt bob. She rocked like no other.
0: Yeah, I did love that. That I enjoyed, but I agree. The like, that's why I wanted this to be sort of a Robin Hood story. And I wanted these moments of like her and her girlfriend almost getting sucked into and maybe connecting with an older patient and being like, shit, should we be doing this? Like- to have this, like, breaking point yeah. and then continue going with it. Like, that would have been so much more interesting yeah. to me. Hope, let's write a new script. Let's make our own version of I Care Honestly, a lot. let's
1: do it. Like, I want a version where Marley finally gets, like, so attached to a person that she, like, mm-hmm. realizes the error of her ways. And she's like, okay, you know what? This is over. But then someone, like, at that same moment rats her out and then she still has to go to jail for it even though she's like become a new woman but that's that's not the ending we get and honestly i think this movie could not have gone any other way like the the ending has to be marla being brought down Like, it doesn't have to be justice or anything, but, like, she can't come out of this movie on top and have it be, you know, like, a satisfying ending. But I still was not satisfied by this ending.
0: No, neither was I. By the end, Marla tracks down Roman after he says, no, you're not gonna get $10 million from me. I'm not gonna pay you off so that way I can have charge, like, I can take care of my mother. So she drugs and and kidnaps him and he is out in the woods and they just talk to him as John Doe and they appoint him a legal guardian which is Marla again because the court loves Marla because they're like oh my god she's so great to everyone we always refer our people to her so Marla goes to visit him and explains everything to him and she's like okay I will release you and your mother uh, from my guardianship for $10 million. And rather than Roman being like, yes, I'll pay you $10 million. (laughs) That's so crazy. $10 million. But rather than Roman being like, yes, I'll pay you $10 million. So that way me and my mother can have our life back. He says, how about we build a global business where we continue with your guardianship ploy and she accepts it and she becomes the CEO. And by the end we're seeing like this whole montage of all these places around the world in the country, I guess, of their company and how they connect with all these like guardianship centers. And basically now we see her on like the cover of Forbes and like, all these that was like kind of weird like all these magazines and we see her just i guess it it was a way of showing like see how successful she is Mm -hmm. now and it goes on to being like her in this tv interview and it was weird because the interviewer was like marla tell us how much money do you have and i'm like (laughs) nobody would ever like ask that it just didn't make sense to me but whatever
1: yeah so then we we get this interview And she's like, work hard and prosper and live life. Hashtag girl boss. Um,
0: Yeah, very girl boss. (laughs) And
1: as she's leaving the studio from this television interview, she is shot and killed by a man we met at the beginning of the film who Marla was fighting in court to keep guardianship over this man's mother um, and she ends up being murdered by him, which was a random callback to a very insignificant character. It made me appreciate the beginning of the film a little more Mm -hmm. because while we were getting this whole slow-mo montage thing of this man, like, storming the gates of this elder care facility, like, it, it made me better understand the ending. I was like, oh, okay, I get why you did that. I, I still don't like it, but I... But yeah, I get it? I don't I, know.
0: No, I I agree. I was like, okay, I like that we went. That's why they introduced him at the beginning. But I felt like I didn't really connect with his character at the beginning. No, like we knew what happened?
1: I was like, crazy man. Enough. What is going on?
0: Right, right. And then when he did come back, I was like, vaguely remembered him, and I was like, oh, oh yeah, him. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, I I remember why. And so that was just that was. That was pretty odd. Mm -hmm. But I liked it because I did like how it was bringing back this, like, almost justice and that this guy kind of wins in the end after her winning all of these court case battles. So it did serve, like, justice, but I don't know. It annoyed me. Uh, I
1: thought it was a petty uh, cop-out. Yeah,
0: yeah. It just felt like it wrapped up too quick, but not in a way that, like, oh my god. God, like and then like
1: it was like after everything else card, that's you know? happened i was just kind of sitting there and i was like are you kidding me are you actually right. kidding me like <laughs>
0: this is it right right yeah Ugh. i wish i would have enjoyed the ending more because throughout the whole thing i was kind of like okay maybe this will end on a really interesting note Ugh. but I just, like I said earlier, I didn't really feel connected to any of the characters because I didn't fully understand their motives of doing this. And I was like, okay, I understand, like, they want money and that's a strong enough motive, but I wanted, but, like, but some it's not. sort of backstory. <laughs> like it is, but it's not. But, yeah, everyone wants money, but not everybody is a con artist. So that just, I don't know, it rubbed me the wrong way. And this film is nominated – It's nominated at the Golden Globes. Rosamund Pike is nominated for Best Performance by an Actress. She's nominated for Musical or Comedy. Uh, Yeah, it's weird that she's nominated for Best Performance by an Actress in a Musical or Comedy because I just saw this as like an action movie.
1: Yeah, but it was also like the writing was oddly comedic, yet the performances were not.
0: Right. She almost had like this dry humor, but it wasn't But
1: like... she carried it across like in true Rosamond style as you know much more mm-hmm. dramatically. And I think about comparing this to like her work in Gone Girl. And I'm mm-hmm. like, what there there's no question. I mean she's a fantastic actress. All oh, like her skills are clearly shown and she does a very nice job, but this is no Gone Girl. I'm I need to go rewatch Gone Girl to cleanse my palate. <laughs>
0: To remind yourself that maybe it wasn't her, it's It's, just
1: the movie. It's just the movie. It's just the movie.
0: No, I mean, I hate to say it, but after watching this, the one thing that was on my mind was like, okay, this film's called I Care A Lot, and I just don't care a lot for this film. And maybe that's mean, but it just took a turn in not a way that I either expected or was like, oh my God, I love the way that that Mm -hmm. went. I just feel like we have enough of these like crime mafia movies. And they took, like we've said a million times, but they took such an interesting concept and topic. And I also didn't get that vibe from the trailer. I I don't feel like I remember being like, Thinking it was what it is. No, I was so
1: excited. I was so, so so excited for this movie. And now I'm not.
0: Yeah, no, it just, it just didn't, it didn't do it for me, but that's okay. Maybe some people out there, I mean, I feel like I've been seeing some people are really enjoying it, but overall, I think everyone kind of has this like, okay, um, we get it. Like this whole girl boss. like moment. And I don't know, personally, I don't think it's a story that needed to be told, especially like right Mm -hmm. now. But anyways, that's a wrap on today's episode.
1: Thanks for listening, everyone. It was kind of a downer, but you know what? We're here covering everything. And if you want to see more of what we're talking about, you can follow us on Instagram, at Cinemachicks Podcast, and TikTok, at Cinemachicks.
0: And if you want to be friends, you can follow me on Instagram, at Madeline Daisy Rancourt, and on Letterboxd, at Madeline Daisy.
1: Or you can follow me on Instagram, at Hope Johansson, and on Letterboxd, at H. Joha. Check out our reviews of this film and many, many more.
0: And before we end today, we'd like to thank today's sponsors Rosamund Pike's
1: Killer Haircuts, The Mafia, I guess, and hashtag Girl Bosses Everywhere. Thanks for listening. I'm so glad we had that talk. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so
0: much.